0: You are listening to the Power of Why podcast.
1: Blessing in a sense. Another woman, she got her first check from that coming to that event. Within 10 months, she made she made seven figures. She made uh, she became a seven-figure business. Wow. The next year she did about 10 million bootstrapped. And then the year after that, she ended up raising the largest. A uh, Series A round for a black woman, which was 15 million at the time, and so incredible stories. I have we have so many stories like that of women just being able to really excel once having access and opportunity. Because navigating the tech ecosystem, although open, there are still challenges that come again come up for women or uh, people of color who are starting businesses, and that's why. So.
0: This episode is powered by Invest Ottawa. This is Naomi here and Accelerate Ott this year, which is the flagship entrepreneurship conference hosted by Invest Ottawa, has women founders and funders leading from the stage. I've teamed up with the Invest Ottawa team to bring to you this podcast series, which highlights leading women. And on October 27th, 2021 you can join the incredible invest ottawa community and more than 700 people at accelerate Ought, an epic one-day hybrid conference where you can expect authentic and actionable insights from the tech and entrepreneurial trenches that you can put to work immediately live and online networking six inspirational sessions with more than 25 speakers, scale-up revenue, customer, and funding strategies to accelerate your growth. And I'm also really excited about a pitch competition that will be taking place, which will land founders $200,000 in investment. If you're a founder, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, investor, industry leader, or business owner looking to accelerate your growth and success, Accelerate Ott is for you. So without further ado, enjoy this week's conversation with Isosa Igoderu johnson This is the first episode of the series. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Power of Why. My name is Naomi Haile, and today I am here with Isosa Igoderu johnson Isosa, how are you doing today?
1: I am well. I'm well, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me here today.
0: I am beyond excited to... recording this conversation with you after reading all of the incredible things that you've been been working on over the years with black women talk tech with some of the companies that you've started on your own as well it's phenomenal to see people who are doing it their own way building businesses that are solving you know problems that they are most attuned to so for some context for the for the audience isosa is the co-founder of black women talk tech She's also a two-time serial entrepreneur and former banking executive. For her past business as a tech founder, Isosa raised uh, $1.4 million, and she talks openly about the navigation of that journey, You know how challenging it is building a business, and also how she built a support system around her to help her win and, and scale her companies. And today, she's using her knowledge and relationships to support other Black women on their entrepreneurial journey. Isosa and her co-founder, Regina, are also run Roadmap to Billions, which is an annual conference that brings together, you know, investors, tech professionals, and Black female founders from around the globe. And you're truly creating an opportunity for... Um, you know, to connect builders and creators with those who can, can fund their ideas as well. And this past August 2021, they hosted their the fifth annual uh, version of Roadmap to Billions, uh, virtually. And over the past five years, I have to say that it's been incredible to see the impact that you're making in other people's lives and the way that you've recounted how the opportunities that you've created with your organization have helped, you know, people raise money for their businesses to scale, maybe to even find partners, you know, to help to grow their companies. And so I'm delighted that you're here. I would I would love for you to, to talk a little bit about your origin story and kind of how you grew up. And I also learned that you grew up in New York. So if you could share a little bit about that as well, that'd be great.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for that amazing introduction so hello y'all my name is associate Cigadero johnson and i am just a regular girl from brooklyn new york <laughs> my family originates from west africa nigeria and it's so funny because my mom she ended up getting here because my grandfather uh came up with some type of solution. He was a medical doctor and he, he would like come up with all these different experiments to help support, um, healing people. And there was mm-hmm. this like really crazy kind of episode that was hap- like hitting the people, uh, so sleeping sickness. And he created a solution that actually worked. And so as a gift, the government gave two out of his five kids, a full scholarship to go to school in America. And so wow. my mother, being the only girl, luckily got picked. And then my my uncle, which is her older brother, um, also got picked. So they all uh, kind of, that's kind of how my mom got introduced to America and how I'm actually even here. Like, you know, I, I really marvel at that story all the time because, you know, I, I'm like, if it wasn't for my grandfather, Randomly hearing some sleeping sickness and then getting you know my mom being chosen to be here, I wouldn't be in America. Like I'd literally, you know, be living in Nigeria and living that life, you know. And so yeah. I, I find my time in New York or in America, like just being so grateful um, mm-hmm. and knowing that whatever I do is probably needs to be bigger than ever. Like, like the chance to like build something as big as possible, I, I need to go for it. And so that's why I got really inspired about building and promoting this uh, idea of building businesses that help people and support the journeys of, of the audacious move of deciding to be an entrepreneur. is like-
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's major, major moves. You could you can, you can make you know a ton of money and working for someone else and you know, structured time period, right? But the difference is like I'm going to change the world the way I see it and provide something that didn't exist before. And I just think that in itself, it just deserves more attention and support. Mm-hmm. And I think my community, particularly black female founders or black founders in general. We're so creative, there's so much innovation, there's so much crafty ideas to solve problems. And we're often, you know, sometimes not, our problems aren't solved by the masses. So we have to come up with solutions for ourselves. And then kind of translating that to what that looks like in a technology landscape. I mean, it's so exciting. So that's generally how I kind of got here. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I, I then went to school for finance because my, my mom and dad were into business, right? So I got inspired to, from them to be in, in business in some way and I just didn't know what way and what capacity. So when I went to college, I said, oh, let me do something either in accounting or finance. If I'm working with numbers, <laughs> I'll figure something out, right? So I did finance, like a minor in economics and I ended up working for City. A uh, group after i graduated and it was a great starting point i thought it was going to be there like two years i wanted to figure out how it is to work for someone else and then go off on my own <laughs> two years seven years later who's counting i <laughs> stayed at city because you know they made it so oh, man i mean when you're doing well or i don't know for me i just felt like some corporate uh, roles are fairly easy. Like, I mean, they're not they're not that challenging, at least for me. And so that's so why I got bored and was like, "Oh, what's this tech thing about?" Um, <laughs> but I think you can kind of make things happen and build your your foundation through um, through a corporate job first, and like get some money in, right, get some savings yeah. in. You don't have to, you know, be so scrappy sometimes. <laughs> like I was like. Scrappy is, you know, a choice and you and you should, I think, be really always thinking about how to manage your expenses. But I think getting Mm -hmm. a solid foundation, getting a solid 401k, like early, especially in my 20s, that was very aggressive. So I put 20%, even though I got a match only of 6% of my salary, reduced it. Yeah, it was a very big transition for me wanting to go from finance to finally entering into technology um, because, you know, it, it, was, it was like around 2012 where it's like the iPhone was just becoming a thing and their apps were like just being... Uh, really being picked up by like a lot of gaming apps. There was like Temple Run and there was like all these like <laughs> really, really old school apps. I mean, it was like the first fart app on the iPhone made, was a millionaire. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was like literally you push one button and it farted. And I remember well, that. And so it was just like, oh, wow, what's going on? And I just started getting more curious there. But I'm super, super excited about what's to come since just getting into the technology and learning more about the business? Because our our goal at Black Women Talk Tech is to help Black women build the next billion-dollar tech or scalable business. And that is truly to help Black women build independent wealth, right, mm-hmm. um, through entrepreneurship. And we think that's entrepreneurship, of course, we're biased. It's the best way of building wealth. It's the best way of Building a legacy for yourself and is also like the one of the fastest ways. If you're able to understand the market you're in and solve a solution that people really want. And so that's what I would say in terms of where I started, where I am now and what the exciting uh, uh, goals we have to come. I will show about it soon.
0: Yeah. And before we move into talking about Black Women Talk Tech and the incredible activations and conferences and job boards, learn that you have a job job board as well to, to connect tech companies with phenomenal Black talent as well. I'd love to learn what your decision making was to transition from finance, which is, you know, can be a very lucrative career to tech. Was it, did you have, you mentioned your curiosities around what was happening in that space, but did you know folks or have mentors who, who are building companies and thought, okay, this could be an interesting segue to, to building something of my own. What exactly was your thinking at that age?
1: I mean, for me, honestly, what, I think I was what, 24, what was it? 20, yeah, twenty. 24 25 26 one of those and i was like i at the time i was at city for at least 5 6 years and you know honestly i, I was getting a little bored like i i mm. knew my job backwards and forwards i didn't find the work as challenging granted I, I the what i was working on did touch a lot of people but it wasn't um it wasn't fun <laughs> you know mm. you know it, you should stop doing stuff. That's not fun right? So, or at least consider some new things. Right. And so I was like, I started to getting my little itch. Right. Um, I, at that time, I would say I probably was fairly, I, my tenure at Citigroup was fairly long compared to my friends because most, most people were switching every two years. Right. Cause the whole mm. thing, the, the game was right. You switch every two years, so you can increase your salary. Right. Yeah. Um, just by going to another bank, you, you can increase your, your salary by 15 to 20% each time, right? And so they were like, really gaming for that. Me, I was just like, oh, this is comfortable. <laughs> you know, I was supposed to like leave in two years and start my own business. But these saw how that got. Um, so then I was like, okay, what kind of business do I want to start, right? I was really curious business was always something that I was very curious about because my, again, I mentioned my parents were business owners. um, And they, you know, kind of exposed me fairly young to um, the world of creating something of value for Mm -hmm. someone to actually pay you actual greenbacks for. So I was like, okay, if I'm looking to do a business, what should I do? And I i started researching as i started getting bored and getting more curious i just like allowed myself to explore so i I researched like i mean i was i started like fairly lifestyle business like i was looking at laundry mats i was looking at you know bodegas uh, mini marts for those of you who are not from new york don't know what a bodega is um and you know different types of businesses that are more traditional and then i was like okay what is what else is out there was like not i may not know as much and then you know this technology thing was fairly interesting because you know people were making millions creating apps that they worked like a few months on right and um i thought it was fairly interesting and a new market where you can kind of take over fairly fast and get traction you can start to you know make real money and you know create more opportunities for yourself so what i what actually drew me into tech was a friend of mine who was working at microsoft he's the only friend i knew working in tech um and he was working at microsoft and he just left left and he decided he's gonna do an app gaming app, um, on his own. And I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) you make at least a quarter of a million at Microsoft. So if you're leaving (laughs) to this app situation, I got to pay attention. (laughs) So I, I started to get more curious there. I found that at the time, the average person downloading games, was a female age 28 and they had over a hundred K in salary, which I was like, wow, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I found it interesting too, that people were actually paying for digital products. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're playing a game. If you want to like level up, pay $5 and you get like, I don't know this star that gives you more energy or whatever it is, depending on the game you're playing. And they were racking in dough from people who were willing to pay that amount. And I couldn't, I couldn't fathom paying like for anything. Like I just like, who would do that? No one. I, I didn't think anyone would do that, but it was like a real thing. So I kind of talked my friend into creating a course around gaming apps since he's like so into it. And he said, okay, got a group of his friends together. We paid him something, but this is how, this is how like <laughs> scrappy I was early on. Even though I was doing pretty well at city, i was still just got to figure out how to get scrappy. And I, I, I convinced one of my, I think it was a brother-in-law or family members to also pay for the course. And we just shared the content. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that way I got into this course and I convinced my friend and I got it for free because <laughs> we are now a partnership because I was like, I'd rather do a business with someone that we can kind of you know, figure out things together versus my, by myself, which is very mm-hmm. different from the average black woman um, founder. The average black woman founder actually 70% you know, likely to start a business on your own. So entrepreneurs. Um, but I, I just found it very helpful to have someone else skin in the game, splitting yeah. some of these costs and going forward in it. So, kind of how I transitioned from finance to technology, I didn't really know a lot of people. I knew one person, but even outside of that, he was fairly new too, right? So, what I started to do was I I went to every conference I could find, you know, and back then in 2012, there weren't that many conferences on technology like that. Like <laughs> it was still very much a West Coast game, right? Silicon Valley, those guys. And I mean, by and large, it's still very much of Silicon Valley, even though a lot has changed in the last 10 years almost. Right. But I will say. You know, a lot of things, deals, everything gets done faster over there and they're less conservative than on the East coast. So if you were, if you were to map out the entire country, when it comes to like tech or scalable business, investment dollars tend to flow a lot faster on the West coast and for bigger ideas, like where it's like the concept, you can get more money than coming Mm -hmm. on the East coast where you kind of have to have it proven out before you get anybody's money. So it's like, it was interesting learning those things while navigating myself, trying to learn more about this, you know, interesting, uh, industry in technology. And then my final, I think thing that helped the most is that I randomly had met someone on the subway, uh, on New York city transit who happened to be in technology. And that ended up being my first co-founder. We Ah. we chatted on the subway. Literally um, six months later, we started our first business together called Cosign, um, which helped people democratize affiliate marketing by recommending products on social media. So we actually created the first buy button on social media back, back in 2013. So it was like very impressive then, not so much now. (laughs) But uh, in that transition, he was really into technology. He had a background in it a little bit. So I was like, oh, this is great. I can learn more. And then, you know, we ended up, you know, building that business, scaling and raising money for that business, pivoting and starting a different business. And then, you know, got married and about to have our first kid, (laughs) so. Uh, yeah. find love on the subway, ladies and gentlemen. That's...
0: <laughs> I think that's a, well, congratulations. He so that's incredible. And that example or story that you shared about, meeting um, you your co-founder on the subway, I think is very, is a, an example for how, when you are aligned and like doing the work in your own life and going to all these conferences and doing the research that, somehow the right people will come into your life, the right opportunities, resources, whatever it is to make that thing happen. And it's, it's nice to see how open you were for, for, for those opportunities to kind of flow. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, how you met your current co-founder Regina at a get together for female founders. And this was a couple years ago at this point. So can you share a little bit about that moment, your initial conversation, and how that led into kind of hosting your, your first event. Maybe at that time, I don't think it was called Black Women Talk Tech. You were just wanting to, you know, create and host an event for people to come together. And then that kind of flourished into something else. So if you could bring us back to 2015, that would be great. I
1: was like, oh, so funny. I realized I love making or creating businesses with strangers. Like, that's my thing. Because I really did know <laughs> Regina, either from anyone, and no one knew. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we actually myself, Regina, and I had a third co-founder um, named Lauren, and we all met at a like a networking event, and we actually met separately, and then we met together. <laughs> it was interesting. We just kept running into each other, which is which is like fairly almost impossible at that time. Like when you were in rooms and technology. Was mostly uh, in 2012 and 2013, and or forward up until like 2016. It, it was fairly mostly men, and then if you were a woman, it was like just a handful. And you, people of color is like unheard of. It's like Even really, less, yeah. really small. And so when we went and met at this one event that was focused on female founders, which was great, we got connected there. We saw, we were like, oh my gosh, another black woman. Oh, what are you working on? How are you uh, navigating this tech ecosystem? Are, are you building a really big idea? It was just so refreshing to see. Uh, we used to like, we used to say a chocolate drop <laughs> in the room <laughs> and and we were so excited to see each other that we just started talking and like, Figuring out, hey, how can I help you? How can you help me? And and figuring out how we can be supportive. I I will say the one thing I love about the technology industry that is fairly different from finance is the willingness and the openness to help each other. Mm -hmm. Even though some may be competitive or not, there's still this openness to wanting to support each other where I did not find that same type of openness. It was very competitive hyper-competitive in finance, um, <laughs> so much so, so like, you know, you really had to watch your back <laughs> versus <clears throat> technology gate, this kind of open environment, which I loved, right? I was like, what is this place? <laughs> I'm like, this is great, you know, coming from a place where it's like very, very, you know, it's me first, right? The, the cool thing is that we just decided one day, like, hey, do you want to like just create a time, a meetup for us to just connect and learn from each other, from other black uh, founders. Do you know any as like, I know like three black female founders and like two of them I read about. So I don't really know them. And then (laughs) one for sure. I really know. Right. And so we ended up like, most people don't know the story in 2015. We, we ended up doing a uh, retreat in Connecticut, just a, a one, two-day retreat one night and where we had us all kind of do a little sister circle and talk about our different businesses, how we can support it, what are the main challenges. And then that was like really the emphasis of us starting it. And we ended up like saying, hey, maybe we should try doing a one-day event maybe next year and allowing more people to join us. Because I know it's harder for folks to get out to um to, you know, Connecticut for two days and walk away from their business. So let's try that. So fast forward, we try to do it next, the next year. didn't quite happen. So we ended up finding time to do it in 2017. And that was like the first official black women talk tech event where we just invited gurus to come every hour. We ended up also extending folks an opportunity to Meet with also investors. We invested. We um, invited like twenty investors for the day, and we just like really try to make it a for Black women by Black women event at Google. And one of my at the time I started networking quite heavily, and one of my advisors worked at Google and got got us a spot. So we're like, okay, we can finally do this. We literally sent out an invitation a week before, but <laughs> like it was like. Yeah. 10 days max hey email people and we ended up getting uh i think we were expecting like, we make 15 people maybe might show up 20 people we ended up getting over 300 people trying to come and we were like so wow.
0: shocked
1: that people first of all it was like people from everywhere canada new york pittsburgh california i'm like what <laughs> <And completely, laughs> I couldn't believe there were that many black women build, building such big companies wow. and then i couldn't believe that people were trying to come far wide with like a week's notice <laughs> like so we ended up having to do an application process which like who are we to do that <laughs> but we only had like 30 spots available it was a small little room and so we did that got those folks in and it was one of the most powerful events i've even attended right because we had panel discussions on at the time it was i think there was only 14 women who actually raised over a million dollars and we had six of them on the stage talking about how they did it you know we had a bunch of people come in and really marvel around how to pitch um their business how to market and direct their business you know just all these different cool ways and then we had a, our pitch competition even though we didn't have any money to give anybody <laughs> it we did uh figure out how to like make it that the of the if you won it gave you finalists access to a, another pitch competition that you can win money <laughs> um and so the winner of that comp of the conference ended up winning the the other conference money and so wow. she eventually got money and then uh, i've invited some friends that I've, I've built through relationship development with some of the media she got a huge story in, in forbes kind of went viral from that moment and it has been growing ever since she's she contributes all of her success uh from those days that we just started way way back when and then we have other stories um Cause you know, you don't, you don't plan that, right. You just like, Hey, opportunity meets, you know, uh, you know, preparedness and you get this great blessing in a sense. Another woman, she got her first check from that, coming to that event within 10 months, she made, she made seven figures. She made, uh, she became a seven figure business. The next year she did about 10 million bootstrapped. And then, the year after that, she ended up raising the largest uh, series A round for a black woman, which was 15 million at the time. And so incredible stories. I have, we have so many stories like that of women just being able to really excel once having access and opportunity. because navigating the tech ecosystem, although open, there are still challenges that come again come up for women or uh, people of color who are starting businesses in this way. So it's been, it's just amazing story.
0: Wow, Lisa, so that's incredible. And it goes back to what kind of what I mentioned in your intro of, you know, you having firsthand experience building something right in the tech space and, you know, it's never a straight line path. So I'm sure you came up against Um, you know, certain challenges and have figured out a way to, even you describing your story, you figured out from this network how to bring people over here. And you just seem like a connector and someone who's really, really good at just making the most of any situation. And so I'm wondering if you can speak to being like acutely aware of the challenge and the problem and how for folks who are listening, how they could you know incorporate that into what it is that they're building, what would be your advice to to young folks who are you know potentially building a business or thinking about doing that specifically around problem solving and being really familiar with the challenge?
1: Yeah, I think the best way of like considering building a business is really just starting I, I think the the hardest part for most people is like everybody like has an idea for something like i'm sure you know you talk about it with your friends over brunch dinner i have this cool idea i came up with and then that's where it stops right you know you talk about it for like a, a couple of months and then you know you never hear from it again i think the biggest part is really finding an idea where you really are solving a problem that you enjoy Cause that's, what's going to make you kind of stick with it in a bit. Cause times will get real challenging and harder for you to keep with it. Right. And that's, that's kind of, you want to have something that's purpose driven for yourself so that Mm -hmm. you can stick with the solution you're building or stick with the problem you're solving. So you can build an appropriate solution, even if that changes every six months. Right. Because, you want to build a product or a solution that your actual audience wants. And so I think the biggest part around just starting is I I actually, I would tell people to do this exercise, um, take 30 days and every day come up with three problems and solutions that you can provide. Um, And so, for example, and probably in the first five days or so, you'll probably, there's a bunch of problems you've probably noticed and solutions that you could provide, right? Then by the second week, you start running out of (laughs) options, right? Like, so you're like, so now you're looking at other people's problems, right? By the third week, you're like, (laughs) trying to figure out what other solutions you can come up with, right? But if you stick to it, By the end of 30 days, you would have 90 problems (laughs) that you put together and and like possible solutions. Right. And so what you want to do at that point is build a criteria for yourself that says, hey, what of all these different cool solutions and problems? What do I actually like doing? What am I passionate about? Right pick your, your top five. Right. And then of that, put another criteria. What has the largest opportunity, right? So of those top five, do some market research and say, what has the largest opportunity to make the biggest bang for your buck for your effort. And then you can start to narrow it down to the top one or two ideas that you can test and see if it really has water or legs, right? Um, And I think once you kind of pull your, run yourself through a process like that, it does help you get a sense of something that you're working on that's going to help and touch a lot of people that makes it even worth more to you because then as you continuously build this business and get bigger, more people will start to see you, right? And then you have more accountability, (laughs) like Mm. more accountability to do the thing that you said you were going to do, right? And um, carry out something that becomes a legacy for not only just yourself, but for your family, your community, and hopefully the world, right? And so I think that's what it's about. And if you're able to kind of work through that exercise, get that idea started and test it. You can test it for six months and be like, okay, let's see how it's, If this has traction or not. And if it doesn't, guess what? You can just go to the next idea. You know what I mean? No one's like making you do anything, right? You get to choose what kind of path or lifestyle you can create for yourself. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's so important to like not be afraid to fail and just fail forward, right? And be able to learn the lessons that you got from the first idea and either pivot that idea and like course correct a little bit and try again or just go to the next one. Right. And the, the greatest thing my father taught me was when you're in school, you get grades, you know how you're doing, but in life that changes, you have to, you have to actually grade yourself and see how you're mm-hmm. doing and continuously be on that path of, you know, self-improvement and growth. For your most fulfilled life, because pursuit of happiness too is also a choice. So you can choose to be happy. You can choose to have a path of great wealth, if you'd like, <laughs> or you can choose, you know, just you know, live in a white space. Like you know, it's up to you at the end of the day. But I, I always encourage people to always build out the criteria that works for you, so you can get real, real clear about what's going to work for yourself because what mm-hmm. i mean i can give you all the advice on on this uh podcast today but it might not work for you that's not a right <laughs> it might not be a, uh, something that works for you specifically but be serious about building what does and then mm-hmm. it will come for you it will come it will come to you and you'll, you'll be successful for sure
0: mm-hmm. so i'll well put and you know some of those final things that you mentioned around self-awareness is literally the bedrock of this podcast is you know we come on here share your stories some things may be applicable others may not be but I think in order if you know yourself you can take what's important and leave the rest right it's pretty interesting to see you apply what you just said into your own journey in that you you tested whether or not black women talk tech what it could be in terms of the demand and what people really wanted, right? And so you started with that event and now it's grown into this, like I'm going to use the word empire because truly what you're doing is incredible. Um, You have like investor matchmaking, you have a job board to connect talent with companies, you host conferences, you do partnerships, you host, so many different things depending on where people are at in their business building right and so can you walk us can you walk us through how you knew to implement a new service offering for your community and and what that looks like in the day-to-day in 2021
1: you know thank you so much i really appreciate that I- you know, sometimes I'm like, I cannot believe it's been five years. of us <laughs> this. And then just growing organically every year, we, you know, starting out with 30 people. Now we're at 2,700 people at, at an event. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, and we, you know, the interesting thing is we, we usually create service or product offerings based on you know, survey, survey, serving the, the client base. I think it also, it was a lot easier for myself, Regina and Lauren at the time to find content and build things that make sense. Cause we were, we were still working on our startups full time and doing this. So that, that I do not recommend, <laughs> but we were doing it. So we were very close to the the issues that came up or would arise for black women when trying to fundraise or trying to hire talent or trying to navigate these term sheets and legal documents and all these different um elements that you go through when trying to build a business a tech or scalable business at that where where it's a fairly different from a lifestyle business where you can go get a loan (laughs) No one is giving me a loan from a bank <laughs> for my tech idea okay so you have to you really have to rely on these new kind of new age ideas around fundraising or this idea of um, an investor and learning all about what they want, <laughs> so you can kind of provide that um and it, with the hopes of getting investment from them so very new territory for many people in our our community and so we found that the conference, it in itself did did a lot of different things. Because again, we were still founders, so we're still fundraising, we're still doing all the other stuff. And so I was like, hey, it's a great opportunity not only just to bring everyone who cares about people in this profile to you, right? It's a very clever way of bringing all these different resources and access points all in one place because they weren't traditionally on the East Coast. There weren't traditionally um, a lot of uh, energy around technology and people of color on the East Coast. Most of the stuff was happening on the West Coast, if, if, if at all, right? And it was really, we were, we really had a big advantage of being like one of the first market leaders in the space. And that allowed us to kind of grow really quickly. And I think part of, um, after just kind of having a knowledge of the space because we were founders. So we're able to create adequate, adequate um content for our conferences, we grew from there after everyone saying, hey, we want more, we can't wait a whole year before we experience this again. <laughs> Let's have something else. And so we, we started looking at, you know, having local chapters across the country. And then we started looking at figuring out what's most important for people. What's the number one thing that people at least say they struggle with? And a lot of people say they struggle with fundraising. And it was very clear for us, especially with the research report we just um, launched last fall. It was the largest research report on all uh, Black women tech and scalable business owners. And it showed that pretty much 97% of <laughs> Black women businesses are bootstrapped, right? We take 20% of our salary to go into our our dream bucket. So we're paying and funding our own ideas, right? So a big part of what we need to understand is how to build those networks and access points um, to be able to get fundraising from actual investors and knowing what that, that term means, right? And so we created investor matchmaking programs and curated that opportunity. We created more investment programming through our events you know and then this time around we noticed there's a a big student population that really wanted to be a part of it and so we started we created um, black students talk tech recently um oh, to very cool. yeah support students looking to get into the tech field or build technology empires and so that's kind of how we typically do we we go ahead and we you get you kind of know when you survey your market and you're yeah. um, supporting your customer every day. And then mm-hmm. you blow up the customer that makes it really easy <laughs> when you are the customer, um, they're like, Oh, this sucks. Okay. Let's, let's not do this. Then let's, let's figure out a better way. Right. And that's kind of how we, um, j- traditionally have done it. We would survey our audience. We would hear what people are asking from us. And for years, literally, almost like since inception, people have been asking for a membership we couldn't quite do it then, but we recently just launched one. So five years in the making. So that has been an incredible, you know, cause you know, sometimes people are going to tell you what they want, but you not, you're not, you may not be in a position to actually action on it on that moment. So you have to figure out when it makes the most sense for your business and you have the capacity to continue on, on that path. Cause you know, what they're asking for is like, oh my goodness, I have to now have all these other things I don't have right now, right? So you really have to navigate through that to make sure you do have all all your ducks in a row to be able to support these great ideas, or else it falls apart fairly fast. And yeah, nobody wants stuff on their face. So <laughs> um, it, it becomes a real, it's exciting. It's exciting when you're building a business that you love or you're, you're excited about and you've seen the impact every year. Hundreds of women have raised money, thousands of women are building businesses um, now that are like tech enabled or even considering that because that makes such a difference in terms of your wealth business and opportunities. So, really excited about it.
0: Thanks for painting that picture. And it's it just shows that nothing happens overnight and you you and Regina took the time to build a, a good foundation and really understand your customer and and offer what it is that they want and are willing to pay for, right? And so, really cool. As we wrap up the episode, I'd be curious to learn about, you know, some of the most important investments that you made into yourself um it doesn't have to be financial it could be investment in any form whether that was you know earlier you mentioned having an advisor or maybe like non-traditional things that aren't often talked about as being really critical for your own growth and development
1: yeah i think growth and development like personal development is like probably the best thing you can do for yourself because again you know when it comes to everyone else everyone thinks you're in competition with them but really you're really in competition competition with yourself and if you really take that lens and figure out how to improve yourself every day every week every month every year after a good few years you'll see such a growth in yourself and so what i i'm still a big junkie of like investing in courses, learning productivity hacks. Like that's a big thing for entrepreneurs. Like how do I manage my time <laughs> most effectively so I can get the most out of what I enjoy and um, still, you know, not be still boring and be like only talk about work all day, right? And have some personal fulfillment as well. But I think the biggest investment in myself is like getting, getting a therapist who can help work through things that can sidetrack you a little bit right and i think that's a big part of like becoming more self-aware with yourself and having um an outside perspective talk to you about you know some of the challenges you may ha- you may be having personally that might be getting in the way the business side right or even having an executive coach i found that to be incredible like i was like i wish i did this years ago of folks like really pointing out things that you know you can't always see yourself even in the mirror right and so you want to be able to have um a point of view that can help you structure what you truly want in your life and especially if it's different from others and maybe other people don't understand it but it's yours it's yours it's your life to live and you're your life to decide and even though it may not be popular you have to you have to put your foot down (laughs) and decide that this their opinions are not as important as your happiness what you truly see for yourself and I think there's a lot there's a lot in there especially if you have folks who are in their 20s or early 30s who are still kind of trying to decipher from what their parents want them want for yeah. them versus what they want for themselves, it starts to be a really hard challenge to shift that. And because you want to make your parents proud, right? But you, you just don't want to be the mold of what they see themselves see for you versus what you see for yourself. And I think my investment in these courses in people who like literally pay attention to you. I mean, honestly, like we pay for so many things to pay, pay attention. You want to you want a better body. Get a physical trainer, right? Like a personal trainer. You want you yeah, your two thirds to go to the dentist. So many different people you pay to pay attention to you. So mm-hmm. we might as well figure out what are the most like the top two things you want to improve on or need additional support in, and pay someone to pay attention so that you can if if that's what you need. Like I know that's what I need because i I'm way too overwhelmed with many things that come across my desk, so whether that is in even financial management, like find a- uh, you know accountability partner and now they have real companies that literally will be your accountability partner for you for like sixty bucks a month and and I was just like, Oh, this is great <laughs> you know around the goals you have and things of like that, starting small and, and like making that happen over time you, you you'll you'll thank yourself <laughs> as you get older for some of the decisions you're
0: able to make now uh, thank you for sharing that isasa and also being honest um and i feel like this is a discussion that's being had more openly now around therapy and, and mental health support and not to say that founders and people who are like entrepreneurs and high performing and who are climbing the corporate ladder don't also struggle with with those things as well in their own life and so thank you for for sharing your how it's helped you personally and how it's also helped you in your business too because I think we we need to hear that from 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 people like you who are out in the world doing these incredible things too I'd be curious before you tell us a little bit about what's coming down the pipeline or conferences that uh, folks can can attend or opportunities that are available through Black Women Talk Tech. I'd love to hear your thoughts on one thing that's happening in, in in the tech ecosystem right now that you're really fascinated by and have your eye on. What would that what would that be?
1: You know, I it's so many things that it, you hear about so long ago that is now becoming mainstream that you're like oh my gosh this is like now mainstream like crypto and all these different currencies like we heard about that like 10 years ago like what <laughs> like, and i was so silly because i didn't invest a dime um when i had opportunity to like invest when it was like 11 cents like you know um and i mean particularly like b- bitcoin but but i think What's so interesting, I think, is these NFTs and all these different, like, cool, different technologies on blockchain that folks are, like, creating now. It's, like, all over the map. It's, like, the beginning of the internet, like, <laughs> right. um, in terms of what people are building on blockchain and getting that excitement, whether it is a cryptocurrency, whether it is an NFT, whether it is, like, really cool Tracking ability that we never had before because there wasn't a a leisure such as this, right? I think that's, I think that stuff is fairly interesting. I'm still kind of one of those folks who have, like, I would love to like build everything. And I realized the other day that I can't do that. So (laughs) I want to start investing. (laughs) So investing actively in like startups and You know, either funds of funds so that it's easier for my dollar to go further and support all these different types of companies. But at the end of the day, I really, really love what's going on with blockchain today so far.
0: Thanks for highlighting that. NFTs are taking over the world. So it's it's (laughs) good to hear. (laughs) Um, And I'm wondering in terms of Black Women Talk Tech, I know you folks about one month oh maybe at this point, a month and a half ago had Mm -hmm the fifth annual Roadmap to Billions conference that you hosted virtually with all of the other things in the pipeline. I'm wondering if you could shine a light on where people could get plugged in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you go to blackwomentalktech.com, we have tons of cool things that you can join us with, whether it's our membership where we highlight we have an event or um actual content to help support your business or your career in tech then we also have coming up actually this month unicorn ambition conference which is um hosted Hmm. by our brother conference um black men talk tech and it's free so that's like awesome um and it's online and we have a hybrid kind of model so you can also join them in person in florida so it usually takes place in miami which is not bad you know, miami is a good place <laughs> so <laughs> i would say join us for the conference it's october 20th and 21st and then um, we also have a lot of cool things coming up like our if you're a student sign up for a black student soft tech if you are a founder sign up for our face of a founder summit which is a full day focus on finance and fundraising. You're not going to want to miss that. We're really bringing all the stops there as well. And that's happening next year in February the 24th. And then we go back to the roadmap to billions, um, with a hybrid conference in May 20th and 21st. So that is what's to come for the next six to eight months. And we're looking forward to like, just like really, finally getting back in person <laughs> really love that opportunity to be able to you know actually see people and and like hug them <laughs> and feel the sense of energy that you know yeah. sometimes can't be replicated online but we do our best with the technology given so super excited about that
0: well you heard it from me so so make sure to check out the website sign up where you can become a member as well and stay plugged into everything that they are working on because even with the stories that Isosa shared today on how this community has tangibly impacted different founders, it's, it's a testament to what is possible when you're in the right spaces, right? And when you're prepared and you um, have access to the people, the resources that you need access to. So thank you, Isosa, for being here. I also wanna thank Invest Ottawa for this incredible uh, series that we're gonna bring forward over the next couple of weeks. And you can find everywhere that you can connect with ESOSA online in the show notes. So thank you for being here, Isosa, and we'll, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Power of Why podcast. You can find the show notes at naomihailey.com. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Power of Why on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was brought to you in collaboration with Invest Ottawa. We teamed up to produce this special series in celebration of Accelerate Ottawa 2021, Ottawa's flagship entrepreneurial conference, which is taking place on October 27th. 2021 with six inspirational sessions more than 25 guest speakers if you want to learn more visit www.accelerateaut.ca that's spelled a-c-c-e-l-e-r-a-t-e-o-t-t.ca to learn more